Hey, I'm Dr. Drew, and you're listening to Drilled with Dr. Brady Podcast. Another week, yet another episode of the Drilled with Dr. Brady podcast. I'm Dr. Brady, and we are here with Lowell. <laughs> As per usual. Lowell. Lowell. No more Solo Man 5000 episodes for a while, guys. Dude, you did a good job on your solo episode. I did all right. I liked it. <laughs> I, br- I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Um, uh, okay, so uh, here we are doing this episode, sitting down to record. We've just had a couple of delicious cookies. For sure. Brought to you by my wife. She loves that impression. She lo- Ask my wife sometime how much she loves my Borat impression. <laughs> I, can, I don't have to. <laughs> my, my wife. I know your wife all right. I don't think she, she likes very it nice. at all. Very nice. Very I've nice. seen the, like, the side look that she gives you when you start doing that. I, I, I know that her, look. I keep telling her face is going to freeze that way. She keeps on looking at me. <laughs> I know that look. It's going to be bad. Um, okay, so she's amazing in the kitchen. Uh, I'm gonna make a joke, but she listens to this, and her mom does too, actually. So just keep it, keep it, uh, keep it. She's a great, PG. she's a great baker, bakist, baker, baker, baker. <laughs> Don't you, aren't you a doctor? To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sort of, yeah, <laughs> sort of, sort of. Um, well, we just, uh, we've been, we've been, uh, recently nourished. Um, and we were, uh, he, here's what I'm into lately, just in case anyone's wondering, uh, I was telling Lowell, I'm into the new Weezer album, Van Weezer, which as it would sound like would be kind of an homage to Van Halen, um, which I think it is. And it's a glorious album and anyone who's a fan of Weezer, and even if you're not, you should go listen to it. Uh, I'm also a big fan of Dr. Death. I was telling Lowell about this pot. You've never listened to Dr. Death, have you? Mm-mm. So Dr. Kind of dark fair for me. Yeah. Dr. Death is like a journalistic uh, podcast. I think this, uh, the first one, they just came out with season two, and I'm in the middle of it. The first one is just a journalist who's um, kind of telling you the story of this like back surgeon that just killed people, like a terrible back surgeon. And like the people who knew about it, the people who like like medical boards and hospitals that hired him would just like ship him off to other places and get them like out of their hair basically. But he left a trail of like dead and maimed and paralyzed people. And it's to the point where like they prove and they kind of make the make the case like, did he know that he was a bad back surgeon? And the idea is like what you'd have to. You would have to. Yeah. He like had a friend like a childhood friend he did back surgery on and paralyzed him. And, uh, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. yeah. It sounds funny, but it's not actually funny. It's actually terrible. I remember terrifying. reading the description <clears throat> when you told me about Dr. Death and egregious was used several times in the description. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's egregious. 
Uh, and season two just came out. It was I, I, what I didn't like is that it's only on Amazon Music, and you ha- or you get the Wondery app. Wondery is the name of like the podcast network. Wondery, uh, but it's a great podcast. Uh, and I'm two two episodes into six episodes on this new Doctor Death, which is highlighting uh, an oncologist who would tell people that they had cancer when they did not, and force them to go into like chemotherapy and blood infusions and uh just just terrible terribleness yeah that guy should be drug out in the street and shot it it really makes me want to change my position on capital punishment i haven't said that in a while yeah it's drug out in the street and shot it's just it's just he had this fake um he had this fake charity Oh, they just listen. What else? What else did he do? Did he? Yeah. Um, oh, it's harvest child organs. I mean, I'm I only, mean, like, I'm only, I'm literally an episode and a half into it. Did he have so, horns? I mean, like, did he have hooves? It said he had a round face. I don't know what that means. But uh, Farid Fatah was the doctor's name uh, in Michigan. So, anyways, uh, and it all started with like this uh, lady who went to work for him. At least from what I can gather, this lady went to work for him, and I did like a working interview. And she was like a very experienced oncology nurse. And she was like horrified. And it didn't even last like an hour into the working interview. She had to leave because she was like, I couldn't like immediately went home and like wrote a letter to the medical board, which wasn't responded to for 13 months. And uh, anyway, crazy. It, these are the things I'm into uh, lately. Uh, what are you into lately, Lowell? Uh, well, I'm moving. Been, I was into moving. Um, I actually, last night we made our first meal in the new house. Oh, what'd you have? Uh, I made pork chops and I made. Uh, was it from the barbecue subscription? No, we actually ate some of the ribs from the barbecue. We got Did a new you? batch from the Did barbecue you? subscription. It was delicious. Good. Brady Good. got me a barbecue subscription for Christmas, and it's awesome every time. You like it? I do. Okay. Uh, we got some ribs last time. Some hot links. The hot links are insane. Hot links. Yeah. Ooh, the thing is, like, I, uh, I get a meat subscription too, but I didn't get a barbecue one. But I looked this one up when I was. Um, trying to find what good gift to give you. I like subscriptions. I like to give people, when I give gifts, I like to give subscriptions. It's a cool gift. It's kind of fun because it's like every month something's going to show up uh, and uh, I'm glad you moved it to your new... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, luckily, the, the the box that I got that I thought was going to miss showed up the day before I had to be out of my house. Oh. I came to grab some stuff from the house and the box was sitting on my porch. I was like, sweet. So I just was able to. Okay. Yeah. I didn't okay. miss the one I thought I would miss. But anyway, we made dinner in the, in the house. First night off in two weeks. We've been working to like midnight every night, one o'clock in the morning. All right. You know, like work during the day a little bit as much as I can. As soon as Carly is home, we are, we're off to the races. But uh, I watched a movie last night that I've been wanting to watch since it came out. Hold and, on. Uh-oh. Hold on just a second. What the listeners need to know about Lowell and his movies is that Lowell likes terrible movies. Oh, yeah, for real. Like, the terrible, the better. And and uh, uh, is this one of those kinds of movies? No, it's rated number one on Netflix right now. Is it Army of the Dead? Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I saw it, too. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It was. I love this. My favorite part of it, there's two favorite parts. Uh, they got the, the, the weird pedo comedian out of there. That's pretty cool. And they did a great job doing that. The pedo community. Oh gosh, I don't remember his name. Like did did Joya guy or what? I can't remember his name. Oh. I don't really care that much about him. Let's see. Let's see. Pedophile. He's a real pedophile. Or he plays one on the movie. No, I think he has some kind of child touchy thing. Oh, uh, Chris D Diella. Oh, D- Delia. Delia. He was in that. 
Yeah, but they cut him out and put it. They'd spend like a million dollars to cut him completely out of the movie and put someone else in his place. Oh, some yeah. lady comedian who was super funny. But um, that aside. Oh, yeah, Tig Notaro. Yeah, she's the awesome. helicopter pilot. She's awesome. She's great. She's turbo awesome. She's a great comedian too. Yeah, she's a super good comedian. Yeah. But, um, I loved the cinematography of that movie. How they had a lot of out of focus stuff where you'd see the guy in in the fore in the forefront and then like the people behind him would be out of focus and they shot it really weird. Of course it's Snyder. Yeah. It's, it's Zack yeah. Snyder. And yes. The soundtrack It was great. Was on point. It yeah. was great. It was great. If you like zombie anything, you'll I think you'll like well, this. Well, dude, he did day uh he did the remake of uh like uh Day of the Dead. Not Day of the Dead, but um Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. And it was super good too. Mm-hmm. He had the Johnny Cash intro. I mean like yeah, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. I had some questions about the end. The end with the with the black dude on the airplane. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind um, of setting up for like... It's a, Yeah, it's just setting it up for the... Um, the next one, possibly. A, only the, thing that anno- the only thing that annoyed me about it. I hate it when movies do that, when they just purposely set you up for an ending. Or like a second one. It just seems like everybody else who got bit turned pretty quickly. Yeah, why is he taking a thousand years? And then he had time to like get out of the vault that he was locked in. Uh, not to mention emerge from the wreckage. Here I said I'm not spoiling. I'm totally spoiling. Everybody says I don't. Spoiler wanna... alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, like he would have died from radiation exposure. Actually, quite frankly, some kind of mini nuke type of thing. Yeah, but if about. they knew, if you're in in the epicenter of that, even if you're in a vault, once you get out into that all that ash, he would have been dead. Like after like t- ten steps, dude. Well, and the thing is, like, he would have been. Bit. He would have been there for hours, hours, at least hours, and then he emerges from the wreckage and hasn't turned yet. How did he get that door open anyway? Because uh, uh, the 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 safe was horizontal. He crawled out the top, so that means that safe got turned sideways, and that door probably weighed like I don't know two tons. Yeah, that was troublesome. Troublesome. That was troublesome. But it was a. Uh, I love that they chose Las Vegas as the place that got like torn up. Well, if you've ever been to Las Vegas, uh, you walk down the street. I mean, you don't even need to hire extras. I mean, a lot of those people look like zombies anyway. Yeah, there's a scene at the beginning with a bunch of cabaret dancers who have been turned to zombies, and I <laughs> that was a funny. That was funny. Me, I still have a book. I used to live in Las Vegas. I lived there for like a year, and I have a book because whenever you walk down the street. There was always these guys that hand you these little nudie cards. I don't think they're there anymore. They're not. They. This is the. the but I know what you're talking about. And we used to collect them. <laughs> we thought it was hilarious. And we had like a binder just full of nudie cards, just like baseball cards. Yep. But just nudie cards. I think these could be worth some money someday. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> super, super rare ones. Cindy. Who? <laughs> this one's gold foil. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, that's what we're into lately. Well, dude, that movie, I've been dying to watch it. I just finally got the chance to actually, like, sit down on my 70-inch TV. <laughs> yeah, I started watching a really funny show called Chad. Have you seen Chad? Mm-hmm. It's on uh, It's on cable. It has a comedian who was a SNL alum named Nassim Padrad, and she plays, like, a 14-year-old boy uh, who's awkward at high school. And no, <laughs> it, it's so funny. I like I pee my pants watching. It's so funny. Highly recommend it. Okay, those are good recommendations for now. Lowell has made an observation. Should we call it? Yeah, an observation. Observation. And and what have you observed, Lowell? 
What are we talking about today? Um, let's just call, let's just nutshell it. Let's call it like survival 101 for being on social media. Uh, I see a lot of, I'm a member of a lot of different Facebook groups. Some of them are dental Facebook L- groups. Lowell has infiltrated the dental groups, guys. Well, I mean, I've got Be of, on the watch. <laughs> I'm rightful. We've got a rightful reason to be there. Um, but just there's some people that know how to navigate the internet and there's some people that know how to not navigate the internet and it's tips and tricks from the slipperiest of the slippery Dr. Brady Smith. You get away with some pretty heinous stuff. I get away with some pretty heinous stuff because we have we are slippery and it were well, hard to pin down. Yeah, closed groups are great also cuz then no one can see what you're doing except for the people in the group. True. So you don't subject if you're arguing with someone or you want to talk to someone or like talking about nonsense uh, not everybody has to be witness to that, right? Like not everyone in your feed. Anyways, so you notice that we get a, we get away with stuff. You get away with stuff. Me personally. You personally. Ooh. Well, I'm just saying you because you handle it well. Any kind of blowback, because that's that's the problem that I see with a lot of these guys, um, is they don't handle the blowback very well. If they say something and someone comes at them about it. It just kind of deteriorates immediately. Where you will just yeah. like kind of like dance with them, you know, like like I like to dance. Yeah, you like to dance with them. Um, I need to learn how to like hone that skill to something. Um, I'd say you practice a lot. I see it all the time. <laughs> like, dude. Yeah, I I gotta be able to do something with that because I, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm pretty good at online sparring. Let's call it trolling too. I'm yeah. really good at trolling. I'm pretty good at it myself, and like it's, it's it's but it's dancing. You dance with them. I dance with them a little bit, and you don't take it personally. You know what I mean? That's correct. The thing. And if you do, you have the you know the the common sense to react in a reasonable manner. Right. I don't hold grudges as part of my personality. I just don't. Like I can get. Uh, that's not true. I do. I totally hold. No, grudges. I got some grudges. <laughs> now I'm thinking about it, but like it depends on. Hmm. It's like if you ever watched The Last Dance with Michael Jordan, the Michael Jordan documentary. Did you watch that? Oh, yeah. I love, I love Michael oh, Jordan. Oh, it's so good, dude. It's such a good documentary. He was like the, just remember like when we were kids. Yeah. The dream team, the Olympic team, dude. I yeah. mean, like. It's just like Michael Jordan was, and a lot of like elite athletes, entrepreneurs, businessmen, um, are fueled by rejection and dismissive people, like people who want to. So, I definitely carry an account in my brain. There's a file in my brain somewhere that says people who have dismissed me. I call that my shit list. Yeah, sure. That's another name that works. And it's not like I want to like do something bad to them, but it just motivates me to like. Like, like take what I'm doing and prove that, like prove people wrong. Like it's actually one of the most motivating factors. Yeah, for me. I, I'm, I'm fueled by, um, uh, a similar things where I take negative stuff and I'm, I'm definitely fueled by a lot of insecurity. Okay. Um, and am I basically to, you just try to be excellent all the time and then you feel better about the insecurity, but also rejection. And I'm not like saying when I hold a grudge, I don't want to go out and like punch you in the face. There was a time. But like now, I want to crush you with my success. Like I, I don't need to like uh, personally attack you. I will just crush you with success. Does yeah. that make sense? It's a motivator for me to like 
get up and get it done, you know? Right. Like, um, uh, uh, <laughs> we had a cohort, um, in the beginning of the of the drill journey, you you had a cohort in the beginning of the drill yeah, we journey. We involved someone who uh, I was uh, never a fan. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he ended up, well. Anyways, <laughs> uh, it was it was. I'll, I'll I'll share some details because I think it's interesting. I think people and I've already kind of spilt the beans a little bit, but when he joined, uh, and I'll tell you the reason he left was because, um, so if you go back to listen to the very beginning of Drilled Podcast. The very proto-beginning of Drilled Podcast. There is another co-host slash comrade with us, and he decided he didn't want to be a part of it anymore. I think he actually just ghosted us. I actually don't know uh, exactly the reasons. He just stopped talking to me. Maybe he wanted to grow his mustache. Yeah. Um Got a bunch of free dental work out of out of me, and which I'm fine with that. I like. I actually don't regret that at all. Um, but he always talked about how he was friends with uh, Danger Aaron from Jackass, and um, and but and, and he thought he could get him on the podcast and come hang out with us, talk about his tooth story. I was like, that'd be cool. Yeah, let's try to work that out. And to my knowledge, never made any attempt. So when we did the Stevo stuff, it was like who was like friends with Danger Aaron. Like it was like yeah, but way bigger, right? But a way bigger name, and that kind of fell into place. But it was like sweet vengeance on like yeah, what we're doing is so big that we're gonna get the attention of people who are cool and fun to talk to with the Halo Dental stuff that we do. Uh, but that motive, but like that motivates me, you know, that motivates me to like go big so that these little naysayers and dismissive people can go, you know, cry in their pillows. Uh, and I want them, here's what I want. I want them to, to regret their decision. It's like Michael Jordan would say, or this is a Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant would want anyone he played against to regret choosing basketball as a profession. That's how, <laughs> that's how I, like, he was so good. He wanted to be so good that he made you feel like you were, you know, nothing. And uh, anyway, that's what, that kind of dismissive type of thing. So I do hold grudges in that way. Well, I remember, I remember those, but I don't like, yeah. I, I mean, like, I don't like, feel like it's like, it's like hate. It's like Michael Jordan, the last dance though. He would say that, his best performances were on the cusp of some offense that he perceived. He per- like it wasn't even a real offense sometimes. Like sometimes a coach, an opposing coach, would look at him the wrong way, or like not say hi, or maybe not shake his hand, and he would take it as an as an offense. I would call it the focus of the war path. Look, when you're on the war path, you're pretty focused about like doing whatever that goal yeah. you set for yourself is, and determined. It's like one of the best things you could do for me is tell me I can't do it. You know, like that's the best. Like if you told me I can't do it. Be like, oh, just watch out because I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so, um, so social media. What else have you noticed? Well, <sighs> man, it's sometimes uh, you gotta watch everything now. Like, like, okay, there's there's two points that I would make to this. I duke it out in open forums and groups all the time. Mm-hmm. Brady dukes it out in the same. We both duke it out pretty hard. We don't duke it out in the same groups, though. I'm imagining there's going to be some crossover happening 
sooner than later. I've already started like popping up and posting stuff here and there. <laughs> um, Fain, you never show weakness. This is a jungle. It's the law of the jungle in these Facebook groups. If you show weakness, they will, the hyenas will come for you. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, and if you, you know, if you don't, if you feign weakness, and even if you do it in like a DM, it's going to get posted. You showing that screenshot, yeah, screenshot it into that thing. Yeah. So peace, you have to be strong at all times. It's law of the jungle. You just, um, you have to know that even in a closed group, you have to look at like social media as like, it's not a private conversation. Mm. It's, it's, you have a megaphone in a stadium. That's the conversation you're having. So everyone can hear what you're saying. Basically, you have to kind of have that vibe, I think, to know like. And there's a written record of what you're saying. Yep. And then like, then like <laughs> someone's taking video and like, just like, they, we always got you on tape now. Uh, so you have to know, yeah, you have to know that. Uh, which is why a lot of people like shy away from the social media stuff. But um, uh, I do think that uh, there's an overwhelming, uh, well, here's what I think. Okay, so when someone says something you think is wrong, you can just let them be wrong, right? Um, or you can tell them that they're, they're wrong. I think that has a, has a matter to do with personal, like your your your. F- like psyche and like how you perceive things. Because for me, I feel like I was put in the earth to smite buttholes. And if I see someone being a butthole, I have to, I, I, I hurt. It hurts me to not say something. Right. It, they have to know that, you know, they're a butthole. It hurts me inside. Like I know. something breaks in me that I'm like, Oh, I should have said something. I never, I'll never have that feeling again. I'll just say it. I know. I even told you you're being a butthole sometimes. You it's know, true. I, do, I, do. I am a butthole sometimes. Yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's like not, I have to say it. It's true. Yeah. Uh, I read a book by a professor named Gad Sad called The Parasitic Mind, and it's really, really good. Uh, you sh- anyone should read it. But basically, he has this whole chapter about, uh, he calls it Release Your Inner Honey Badger. And if you remember the internet clip, there were the honey badger doesn't give a shit. I love the honey badger. Yeah. So he said, you have to release your inner, like when you have the confidence of knowing like what's right and wrong, you, you'll be, you can go to toe to toe with bad principles and you could, this could be in like a music forum. This could be in a dental forum. This could be, be in anywhere. a political discussion. It has a lot of political ramifications, obviously, when people are saying things that are wrong and obviously have people have very hot opinions on those things. Uh, but I use those principles also to be like, no, because I, and he makes the argument, which I agree. Gad sad does. Um, your instinct is to hide from those comments, not get involved. Um, but you allow bad ideas to proliferate when you don't challenge them. Right. So, and that helps create the echo chamber. So, there are a lot of times where I'm like, I'm going to post this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to challenge this person. And if they want to kick me out of their group, they can kick me out of their group, but they're going to force, like I'm going to force them to create their own echo chamber or, or to have a, a dissenting voice. Yeah. But if they kick you out of the group, they lose. Right. That's an immediate, that's a forfeiture you right. know, of the argument pretty much that they I agree forfeit. And, um, you just gotta be like, like I said, it's the law of the jungle. Um, you know, you and you got to remember too. You got to be. You're, there's going to be a certain amount of accountability for, for what you say. So you have to obviously take a minute. 
you don't have to like fire something out super fast. I have right. to say that too. Take a minute. It always is better if you take a minute. Take a minute. Really. Always. I have the problem. You do. You do this too. We both, me and Brady, can be very, very sharp with our words. I mean, like very mm. like destructive. Mm, when yes, we definitely. write this stuff, usually what I do when I do these posts is I prove my point. I prove my point at least three times, and I usually back one off because I want to prove my point and I want to win. But like my dad told me when I was like thirteen, only pull out enough to win. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. The dadism. That's a Brian Granathism, everybody. I could see your dad saying that. He said that. He also told me like right before my first gig when I was a kid, "Hey, you suck when you're nervous." <laughs> it's true yeah for it's true it's true yeah so there's a lot that comes with confidence uh there are a lot of people i think the problem is and i agree with this you join in the in the uh in the fray with a lot of people who don't belong there right and so you're with, with a lot of people who probably aren't intelligent enough or smart enough to stay, kind of stay with the uh, Stay with the argument or make, you know, salient points. Uh, uh, Wasn't it Mark Twain that said, never argue with idiots, they'll drag you down to their level and beat you with experience? Uh, probably. <laughs> that sounds like something Mark Twain would say. Yeah. So, um, but it's important to get good ideas out there. And that's what that's what uh, that author, Gad Sad, says in The Parasitic Mind, is that when you you got to release the honey badger, you got to go out there and and challenge bad ideas. Right, go out there and there's a bad idea being put out there. You should challenge it, even if like it prevail. You gotta have to have the strength to know. Basically, you you have to have the wisdom to know when you're wrong, and the strength to know mm. when you're right, and the strength to stand your ground. Like be that like when you drop a rock in a pond and it starts to ripple, you know, and it just cascades and keeps rippling. Be the ripples that collide into that and to make it stop rippling. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. even if you get kicked out or whatever. You just got to know a lot of people just don't want to get, like you said, don't want to get involved. They don't want to get entangled. They don't want to get, you know, into this argument. It's like like line cutters. Like if someone cuts a line in front of me, oh, mm. dude, I, I, screw, I will not let it stand. That's crossed the line. Yeah. That's crossed the line. You know, it's that's that kind of mentality. Be be that guy because then, then you get these echo chambers form and then these groups get ruined and I've had seen tons of cool, cool internet groups get completely ruined because they just kind of cut everybody out that Dude, said that anything just different. happened with yeah. dental hacks. Yeah. Just happened with dental hacks. If uh, if you went back to a few episodes uh, where I got kicked out of this group called the dental hacks, uh, uh, that group doesn't exist anymore. That, that actual argument um, that I was loosely involved with, um, well, he, the guy who ran it forced everyone to get involved with it and it doesn't exist anymore. Now they're called the dental disruptor group, not the dental hacks group. Cause he had a partner who like, seems to me doesn't, didn't want to put up with his crap. Um, on, I, I'm a moderator and an admin on a group called, uh, pedal boards of doom. It's like a musician thing, but, um, yeah, we are always ever vigilant to not be st- I mean, obviously, we have to boot people because, I mean, this group's like 72,000 people now. We have to boot people sometimes. We try to be vigilant and fair. But, like, if they, if, if I get, like, a message on my thing, like, why did I get booted? And I know who it is. I'm like, because you were a dick. You know, like, I'm not even, mm-hmm. like, remotely going to be like, well, 
you you were not yeah. nice to this, and maybe we'll reapprove. No, it's like no, you you crossed the line twice. That's right. That's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> this is my house. Don't That's feign right. weakness. It's a jungle. So, um, some people say things that do get screenshot and they get in big trouble. Um, like in their professional careers, that's happened a lot too. And I've heard some stories lately, and I've seen some things play out. You've experienced well, I, some <laughs> too. <laughs> right. There's a podcast. Uh, I think it's number twenty nine that doesn't exist. It's well, like the it's like the thirteenth floor of a haunted mansion. It exists. It's it just not. You can't. It's not easily viewed. I don't think you can listen to it. I can. Not no, not on iTunes or Spotify. I can at home. Well, you, right. <laughs> you have the master copy. I do. Yeah. It's not that salacious. It was it's just, not salacious it at was, all. It was just court ordered. Whatever, big deal. <laughs> just a court order to take that take that episode down. Oh, let's have an episode. Let's let's have a chat about uh, what's up my bonnet. What's what bees in my bonnet? The uh, the Trailblazers, uh, and this blows my mind. The Trailblazers made the playoffs. That didn't blow my mind. That's awesome. But they uh, have opened up seating for fans now. The last NBA team to do it, by the way. And they did it one day after Damian Lillard tweeted, are we really going to be the only team with no fans? And then the next day, they opened it back up. So the last four games of the season, regular season, uh, they did open it up because a basketball player, like, Come on, dude. Like, you're going to try to convince me this is about safety when a basketball player tweeting can allow fans to come back in? Like, Damian Lillard is now Dr. Fauci? That's ridiculous. But I'm not, you know, I'm not complaining because I'm glad I want to I go to Blazers games. Tell me how you feel about this, Lowell. Um, vaccinated sections and non-vaccinated sections. <sighs> okay. Oh, Once again. What? Isn't that a... Okay. That's like four kinds of illegal to me. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. If like those that don't learn from History Channel are doomed to repeat History Channel. I mean, I get that you know COVID was a killer, and we don't want to like fill up the hospitals too fast to have the infrastructure fall apart. But I mean, there's something going on. I mean, I feel like I'm part of like one of the, the largest eugenics experiments in the history of man. <laughs> I really feel like that's yeah, what we're living maybe, in. Maybe, maybe. This is like 1984. I yeah. mean, like, we got lines, to, like, got markers telling us where to walk down aisles. Um, you literally do. Lit, I'm not You're I'm not exaggerating. I am literally pointing out things I've seen. Feet on the circle, lol. Yeah. Feet, feet on, on the, the circle. circle. <laughs> um, you know, there's things that don't blatantly don't make sense. Like, yeah. me and Brady just flew to Philadelphia. We have to stand six feet apart in line, yet they cram us in like sardines when we get on the plane. Yeah, I'm shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, and I can smell farts through a mask. Yeah, that's always. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're always his own. But yeah, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> regardless, I can still smell it. Doesn't matter where it's coming from. Um, there's things that just don't make sense to me, and like I really do not think you should have to be presenting medical records to anybody. I agree. You uh, know, yeah. to gain entry. Yeah, it's like um, I don't know. Where's the HIV positive section of the of the Moda Center? To watch the like, is that like it's just like there's no way like a year ago or two years ago you would think that this is this could possibly let's backtrack it like seven years like where's the avian flu section right you know yeah. um where's the mumps section it reminds me way back it reminds me that 
it reminds me of that episode of The Office uh, where they all have to, re- they're trying to buy medical insurance. So they need to know what, what medical uh, ailments they have. And Jim makes up a bunch. But then Dwight's like reading him. He's like, okay, no one has anal fissures. <laughs> and then Kevin raises him like, and goes, some, some people might <laughs> or something like that. But it's, yeah, you can't anyways. So what's, what was really aggravating is that, uh, so the playoff tickets just had this pre-sale for season ticket holders, which is me. I'm a season ticket holder. So, um, your season tickets don't count for uh, postseason though. So if your team makes the playoffs, you got to buy tickets again, but I can't buy my tickets because they kind of closed off the whole season. So it's actually kind of like just starting from scratch and next season I'll have my tickets. I like what I paid for the season tickets roll over in the next year. So, but I get access to this pre-sale and this pre-sale has, um, I have to click on the button that says vaccinated tickets or, uh, socially distanced tickets or something like that. By the way, both sections have to mask up. There's no, like, there's no real benefit to my knowledge. When I read about it, there was no benefit that I could think of. I have a question. What, what seats are better? I'm getting to that. Okay. <laughs> so from my perspective, there was no benefit to like going into the vaccinated section or the non-vaccinated section because you have to mask up no matter what. But then I logged in and I clicked on the vaccinated section to buy tickets. And uh, tons of availability. Like lots of sections and I'm pre-sale. So I there's like not a lot of people uh, have access to the tickets. But it's kind of like pick your spot, you know? I go back because I'm curious. I go back to the unvaccinated section because I want to see what seats are there. One section in the upper nosebleeds that was all that was available. You could, like, you can't get good seats unless you play their game, which is... um. Ooh, that's aggravating, man. I, I don't really, I don't really believe in boycotting things just cause you disagree with them. Like if I like the, like I like basketball so much and that I would like, whatever, like if Osama bin Laden was the owner of the trailblazers, I would still go watch the trailblazers. It wouldn't matter to me. Um, but, but this is like, oh man, it's a, it's, it's a foreshadowing of things to come. It's what I was afraid of. If they get away with this. And they can ask you for your papers when you're coming in. What else are they going to be able to get away? What else are they going to be able to force you to do? Yeah, wouldn't that be a HIPAA violation, though? I think it would. Yeah. I mean, no, no, because um, Moda Center, you don't have to buy their services. I mean, it's not. A, it's not. It's not them. Like, it's. Uh, but if you have to present a card, you have to present a medical record to enter. The, yeah, I the think building. HIPAA would be somebody else telling other people your medical condition like if the uh um like if one of the workers there told another worker hey this guy's not vaccinated or this guy is vaccinated like to me that's like hey that's personal information man like you can't share that with people like hey this guy's hiv positive but they're demanding that you share it with strangers they're demanding that you share it with strangers to get into to get access to a service that you're uh, This is going to be a hot button issue. I'm sure comments are going to blow up about this, but I'm I'm just seeing it. it's going to pop up everywhere. I remember like I'm going back home in July just visit family and stuff. Yeah. And I remember my mom was just like, "We should throw you uh, like a barbecue." 
oh, wait, we'll make it like Vax only. You have to like, you know, show your card. I'm like, uh, then you can cancel the stupid barbecue because I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be part of that. Yeah. Not showing you anything. No. People do not have to show me a medical record to come to a party. <laughs> you know, like it's just not, it's stupid. Yeah. It's not American. It, it would be like, it would be like, um, I need everyone coming to the barbecue to have uh, recent blood work done so I can tell that you're not sick. Like, I need to know you're not sick. It's, um, I mean, it's preposterous. It's terrible. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's really worrisome. I don't know what other teams or sports arenas are requiring that. I definitely know that it has to do with it being Oregon. Like, you know, I, I doubt that's happening in Texas and Florida. <laughs> Texas and Florida. I just went to Florida, man. I didn't see a mask. I didn't see a mask from the time I left the airport. Uh, in Texas, I saw more than I thought I would. Hmm. Um. Anyways, that's what's up my bonnet. That's that's the bee in my bonnet this uh this week. I'm excited to go to a Blazers game, though. Very excited to go to a Blazers oh. game. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm excited to go do stuff too. I actually walked into my first store without a mask on. Yeah. Oh, I don't wear masks anymore. I, it, and no one says anything to anybody. So, as, but everyone's married. A lot of people are still wearing masks. Thing is, like, I don't know the store's policy. Like, some people like Costco and Walmart have dropped their policy completely, but other places haven't. I don't know anywhere that actually, I haven't seen anywhere besides the Moda Center for the trailblazers that requires you show proof. They did that for sure. So our church congregation, this bothers me too. The church congregation had a different set of rules. So the church congregation, uh, ecclesiastical or, uh, you know, uh, religious gatherings, uh, after the CDC's announcement, governor Inslee said that people couldn't, um, uh, that the churches had to have vaccinated sections and non-vaccinated sections um, if you wanted to drop your mask um, and not socially distance, that you had to have that. So, um, uh, and the problem was, like, if you're vaccinated, like, let's just say that I'm vaccinated, but my 8-year-old and 6-year-old and 10-year-old are not. They have to mask up. So now what's happened after a few weeks in church is that all the elderly people aren't wearing masks and all the young children are because all the young, all the old people have been vaccinated. Right. And they got to, we, we still social distance at church because if you social distance, meaning that everyone just sits like, there's like a, a pew that's an empty pew between all the pews. Uh, if you socially distance, you don't have to have a vaccinated section versus a vaccinated section. And the leadership of the church, thank goodness, didn't want to have, a vaccinated section versus a non-vaccinated section. Just all the judgment that comes with that is uh, well, not. It creates an adversarial situation. That's something we're looking to do, right? But it's just like, so you're telling me like Costco? Oh, and they had to, they said you had to require uh, proof. But the leadership of the church is like, well, I don't know what, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what they're saying. Like when you had, they didn't say how we had to collect proof. Like if someone verbally tells you I'm vaccinated, that's proof enough for me, you know. There's not like you have to have documentation, and we got to run that documentation through a database, and we got to like. I don't think anyone's going to take it to that level. I hope yet. Yeah, but then the thing is, is that you got to have to get boosters, man. Your immunity doesn't last forever. 
right? That's why they say like, even if you've had COVID, you still got to get the vaccine because your immunity doesn't last that, that long. Well, how long does the vaccine last? No one knows. No one knows that. Well, how often do you have to get boosters? No one has said that, but it's coming. You're going to have to get like yearly boosters of COVID. And it's going to be like the, I feel like it's going to be like the flu vaccine, but it's going to be more uh, required, more required. Like somehow, like every year there's a flu vaccine that you can get, right? I've never gotten a flu shot in my entire life. I never have either, but I always pay for it when my staff wanted to. My staff ever wanted to get the flu vaccine, I'd pay for it. Whatever. I don't want to miss it. That's just being cool. Um, So anyways, rant over. It's just uh, a lot of inconsistencies. That's what bothers me. It's just, it is is getting a little bit like show me the papers kind of, and that bothers me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like people like, like, like I see a media, I see the media encouraging it too. Like. Definitely. Definitely see that going on. You know, and it's weird. It's like, I feel like I'm being subliminally messaged. It's like uh, the movie They Live. Yeah. Where everything, the the machine's just going, like you can't hear it because it's subliminal, but it's like sleep, sleep, Uh. sleep. And you know, it's like, it's like you're constantly being steered towards like, like you're herded into the, the pin. Yeah. Well, and it's also like, at what point can we just all admit like, okay, this isn't for the safety of anybody anymore. Like there's no version of this where it's like, this is the safe thing to do. Well, why can't I walk into, you know, especially in the heart of the COVID uh, outbreak, we'll call it, I guess. Um, Why can't I go to my favorite like bar or restaurant or just say, let's say, let's say this establishment but yet I can, like, and it has to be like a certain amount of people, if it can even be open at all, yet I can go and troll around in Walmart with like no, no kind of number restrictions mm-hmm. or, yeah. like, it's like the only like these big corporations are the only people that got to like stay open. How many businesses went under? Well, that's, that's a thing. COVID, COVID brought with it the largest transfer of wealth in human history that no one's even talking about. No one talks about like, do you guys know that? Amazon and Google and Facebook and Nike and all these companies have mass growth, Walmart, uh, Target, mass growth. It's, they are stealing money from everybody, man. It is, it is taking all the money from the little guy and giving it to the, it's the largest wealth transfer that, that we've ever seen in human history. And no one even, and this is the thing. If you, if you talk, if you talk about it, like, it's like all the BS that happened during the election. You know, like, we've mm-hmm. talked about the two-party system and how one is evil and the other is good and it creates this situation. Yeah, mine's good and yeah, yours, yours is evil. evil. So yeah, like, you're the evil one, I'm the good one. If you talk any kind of, like, Obviously. throw any kind of shade at, at, like, the idea that this has been manufactured or contrived and it's or it's gone too long or exploded or it, like, it's been just you know, drawn way out for some other purpose. Even if you hint at it, you're just kind of ostracized as being like a naysayer that wants people to die. Right. I've heard that said, literally. Are you some kind of naysayer who wants people to die? And I only want some people to die. Just a few. Just just most of them. Just (laughs) Just like 80% of everybody. If I was ever granted some kind of like... Thanos power? Yeah, people would be in trouble. Yeah. (laughs) I tell my wife all the time, you're you're lucky I'm not king of the world because I got some problems with people. (laughs) (laughs) I got some problems. Uh, On that maniacal note... Let's do a a secret word really quick. What we got? 
Should I do a secret word? It's your turn. It's been your turn for a while. Mm, let's do... Uh, I'm trying to do it the special way that Lowell does it, where I don't give you the word. I give you the clue, so you have to, like, know the word. Sift. Um, let's do... Oh, what can I talk about? Okay, here we go. Uh, what team do I hold season tickets for? That's a good one, that's a good one right? Yeah, that's a good one. Have your approval? Yeah, sure. What team do I have season tickets for? And what, also, what team requires a vaccinated section and a non-vaccinated section to uh, to witness those those sporting events? If you can tell me the team, you can email that to drilledpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to go with the fifth. That's been going really well. The fifth person to email us will get $500 of free dentistry towards anything they want. Well, dentistry related. <laughs> dentistry related. A skull-shaped crown, please. Yeah. Ooh, we should do that. We've talked about this. And then, like, we've talked about this on the podcast, and then when I talk to you about it in in the office, you're all like, oh, I don't know about that, man. Yeah, I'm all bark, no bite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always think that's a good idea. And you're kind of like, let's do it. Like, ah, I'm, just, I'm too lazy. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I have to figure things out. Uh, okay, well, thank you for listening. A little bit of a rant this time. A little bit of a rant today. It's okay. It needed it to happen. Rants so need I to happen. feel better. All right. Well, I have uh, I have little boys to take to baseball practice. Ooh, fun. It is fun, actually. I baseball, actually enjoy it. Baseball rules. Baseball does rule, especially watching little kids play baseball. It's the best kind of baseball. It's uh, it's um, beautifully terrible. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, but once they get a little bit older, they get better. Yeah, but it's also really fun to watch them be terrible and, like, make errors. I've told my wife watching baseball, like, eight-year-olds play baseball, all you have to do is hit the ball, and then you just run and you do not stop because they will mess up 100%. They'll crack under pressure. Just keep going. You just <laughs> you just keep – if you just kept running, you would make – you would make it around all the bases, guaranteed. You could, like, bunt, and you would still probably get all the way around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, all you got to do is hit the ball, and you just run, dude. That's, tell, that's what I tell my boy. Uh, they don't listen, he doesn't listen to me. He listens to his coaches. Good. He should listen to his coaches because, you know. Yeah, but you just gave him some insight. I know. I, if you just run. Devastating insight. Like, <laughs> at least 75% of the time, you you're getting it. a home run. You're going to hit a home run on a, on a, on a base hit. Set like a record. You gotta take advantage of how bad eight year olds are. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week. Signing off. Bye bye.